Hey, Todd. Hello, Bob. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me okay? I'm on my cell phone. You sound I mean, I'm not on speakerphone, but on the regular. You sound amazing. Don't change a thing. Don't, do not be any no. different. Brent, are you there? I'm with you, Mr. Todd. Bob, can you hear Brent? No. You can't. Hmm. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. Hello. How are you? It's uh, it's getting tense here. It's tense in the United States. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. So let's cleanse our brains a little and take a little time away from the news and the crises and the pandemics and the elections and all the crap, and I mean crap with a capital K, crap that's going on in the world, and have a discussion about something entirely different, entirely different. And I think this discussion is as valuable of a discussion as I've had in a while. And so I'm excited about it. And here's the background, and then I'll play sort of the discussion. Uh, it's a hard time right now. And unfortunately, and I'm man, I hope I'm wrong. I could be so wrong on this, and I hope I'm just wrong. I hope you tell me you were so wrong. I hope you... I hope you 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 drew me into wrongness. You know, you you school me on LinkedIn or whatever the hell it is you do to prove people are wrong nowadays. But anyway, I think the economic crisis has not hit us fully yet. And I know many of us it has hit us squarely in the nose. It's been a hard year. It's been a really hard year. And I guess what I'm saying is I'm worried it might get a little harder. I don't want to be depressing, but I think we need to be realistic about understanding this notion of uncertainty. And so in preparation for that, there's been a really interesting movement. And I saw it start with Ron Gant and Bob and Andrea and and Rob Fisher. There were lots of people who were creating community and and really sharing freely and generously, that's going to be a key word, um, opportunities for other like-minded safety and reliability professionals in the world. And some people have been dramatically impacted, like made redundant. They lost their jobs and their companies went away and their salaries were dramatically reduced. And that's all happened. And it's real. It's not a theory. It's actual. And so lots of us in our community have been hurt. And in the spirit of restoration, you always really ask three questions. Who's been hurt? What do they need? And who really is accountable to give that to them? And that discussion began. And it began really with lots of people. And and I'm including people in this list not because I'm making commitments for them, but because they've already done stuff. Ron's been doing stuff for months. And and that's made a difference. Out of this has started a movement, and it's a movement to, to pay it forward. And so what's happening is that many of us have gotten together and said, if we've got room in a workshop, if we've got room in some kind of training activity, if we've got room in a professional development opportunity, and people have need and don't have the financial wherewithal, to actually participate, why don't we let them in anyway? 
And that's really what this discussion's about. The ability to keep moving forward and keep learning, really, that seems to be the key. To keep learning is never more important. And our ability to, to, to create reciprocity, to, to be generous and give freely, is important. And so that's what today's podcast is about. We need to make space available for people who want to continue to learn and improve and perhaps maybe better position themselves to find further opportunity, but we don't want it to cost and hurt and be painful. In fact, we want to be generous. And this idea of generosity, I I can't tell you how many times that's entered my life. And if you look at businesses that have really thrived during this crisis, if you look at businesses that are that are admirable, they're mostly founded around a foundation of generosity. And giving away information is vital. And that's a lesson that I think we all can learn. It's better to freely give information in order to make the world better than it is to try to defend intellectual property and chase down people who use your slides I mean, that's just a giant waste of time. Sidney Decker once told me it's better to be plagiarized than ignored. And I always think about that idea because I think it's an important idea to think about. So that's what the podcast talks about today. There's going to be an opportunity for you on either side of this podcast. If you're teaching classes and got some room, you can make some space available to people who are interested and can't afford at the moment the ability to be a part of that class. The other side of that is if you need some opportunity and you're really trying to stay sharp and focused and you need something to sort of drag you out of thinking about how awful the future looks, there's some spaces available if you want to join one of these workshops as an active full participant. But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to a conversation between Brent Sutton, Bob Edwards, Jay Allen, and his amazing microphone, you'll tell because he's sharp and quick and loud, and myself on the Pre-Accident Podcast. Sorry, I just, have to, sorry, I just pushed the record button, so I'll, so I'll get you to restart. Sorry. <laughs> Brent, so here's the secret. From the, moment, from the moment we're on, you're recording. I was following the Nixon protocols. <laughs> the Nixon protocol with you, the big blank. So, so I'm so glad we're all here. So it's Bob and Jay and Brent, and we're all here because Brent has an idea. You always report. And I think the idea is worthy. I think it's something we've all thought about, but Brent's got a little idea about how to put structure around this idea because that's what Brent likes. Brent likes structure. Structure is important. Thank goodness there are people like Brent in the world because that makes Bob, Jay, and I much more comfortable because we don't like structure. But that's a different topic for sure. So, Brent, what idea are you thinking about? Talk to us about what you're uh, rolling around in your brain. Hey, thanks, Todd. And we call them a thinking frame, not structure, because that make, makes it sound. Ah, a thinking frame. The, the, right. does that sound, yeah. That's at Los Alamos. We don't have we don't have uh, stovepipes. We have cylinders of excellence. That's yes. what we call. It's, it's, it's how you frame it, right? That's how it works. Because it still encourages free will. Um, that's right. As much as possible. So, what are you thinking, Brent? Oh, well, in actual fact, um, th- this was actually all to do with the fault of Jay Allen. 
because uh, Jay the other week uh, basically sent out this uh, uh, e- email, which basically said for for those people that were um, struggling, he was going to um, offer some of his uh, one-on-one hop courses at whatever someone could afford. And, and, and I basically said to myself, I, I had this flashback to uh, uh, 9-11 when I was made redundant from by an American organisation and how I felt about when change is imposed upon us and how isolated alone we can feel. And, and at the same time, I was thinking to myself, uh, we, we talk a lot in the work that we all do about building resilience and about resilience in systems. And I thought, how can we also help people build their own resilience and how can they adapt in this new normal um, post-COVID-19 when we get there? And I said to myself, wouldn't it be great for those people in safety that have been affected in some way that they could gain, they could gain some more skills or some new knowledge? And why don't we do something called pay it forward? So that all of us who are in this in this world that we live in, that we can find the opportunity to allow those that aren't so fortunate as us to basically also grow and learn and be part of something a little bit bigger. So I sort of so, so what's that mean operationally? What's what's that mean? What do you, what do you think of doing? Yeah, so so like for example, um, you know, we, we're about to launch a series of um, uh, uh, product offerings and service offerings. And my commitment is for every uh, uh, five commercial seats that are sold, we'll provide one free seat for a person to participate in learning teams, training and mentoring and sponsorship for a period of time. So, which is, I mean, just that's a beautiful idea. And Bob, you and Andrea have been already kind of playing with this idea as well. How's it work? Well, I mean, we started out with like the Tuesdays at two, just a session to get together to chat about pop in this crazy troubled times and that was just a free session to get people together and keep the conversation moving and then when we do the workshops we likewise like brent's saying you know and, and jay are saying you know be be sort of mindful of the fact that there are some people that are are out of work because of all this so hey come on anyway you know and todd i think really you you stressed this from the very beginning that in in this hop movement to be just as generous as we possibly can and it seems to be the right thing to do once again um, to to do anything we can to help people get better at this stuff. So I think it's a great idea. I do want to know, Brent, if like if if I get a bunch of like if I if I get a bunch of seats, will I get like upgraded eventually to first class? Because that's always what I'm looking for. You know, is that free upgrade? Hold on, Bob. I thought you were all about point systems lately. Maybe we should go with that. Yeah, Maybe yeah, a yeah, thousand yeah, points. Uh, we, we've created a special Zoom waiting lounge. Nice, nice. Virtual Perfect. Perfect. Do they have good snacks? And and do they have a variety of snacks? Because I think we got tired of the same snacks in the lounge. But like no, I think it's I think it's a really good idea, Bram. Yeah. Really good idea. Like all good airlines, when you then choose the snack, you're told that choice is no longer available. <laughs> That's right. But we don't have I'm sorry, sir, we don't have that. I think it's a, I think it's really interesting. Jay, what made you kind of start out with the pet forward idea with your class? Well, what I was thinking was that I, I kept on seeing that there was movement going on. And so there were some people that kept on saying, I would like to go, but cost is prioritary in regards to what they were doing. And I didn't really want people to feel left out, if that made sense. So I said, okay, we can open it in a platform where we were doing it, where they could just do whatever they could afford. If they could afford, if they couldn't afford anything, that's great. If they could afford something, great. And we just move, we would just move from there. Uh, I looked at it and I said, what can we do to be different? And 
I don't think that's normally a difficult thing to do. I like to always try to be as different as possible, but just listening to ideas of how people do things within hop. And I was like, if we're trying to teach people to do things differently, we have to do different things in structures and places and, and how we're moving forward. So that was the whole thought process behind it. Well, so I'm naive. I mean, and I'm naive at a lot. No, of things, you're not. But, you're but, not. Come on. That's not surprising. But I, I <laughs> wonder how this has impacted our profession. Because I, I definitely know of people who've, who've been made redundant, who've lost their jobs. So there must be impacts out there. And you guys must, I mean, we must all be connecting with those people. I know like Ron Gantz doing these really cool workshop, these free workshops that he's, it's kind of like the Tuesdays at two, but his are, each one has kind of a different topic and he, he restricts the size in order to keep the conversation going. So I think there's a lot of generosity going on out there, but the impact is probably relatively significant. Do you think, or what do we know about that? changing the landscape yeah for sure it really really is i mean it's there's there's so many different ways that you can share this stuff i mean think about the podcasts that you do the you know people doing these different vlogs and blogs and i don't know i mean you you know we always talk about building a, a community i just think that maybe with all the eight with the uh, with the um covid restriction stuff that hit us it maybe pushed us a little quicker into this space but I don't know. Look, I, I, I think, um, you know, uh, uh, being, being generous, um, I, I think it's always been important. Uh, I, I think at this stage, for, for, for me, it's about helping people build um, that resilience by gaining more skill, more knowledge. So, right. You know, um, the, the harsh reality is that uh, as we move more into a recession um, from a, a, an economy point of view worldwide, um, organizations are less likely to want to invest in these transformation projects and they're more looking to get uh, either reduce waste, reduce costs or improve um, efficiency and all those things require different types of skills and approaches and, and I think that's where doing safety differently can really come into its own because it can show organizations how to achieve those, those things. So I, I think that's an interesting point. I, I would suggest you're on to something here. I, so I would suggest traditionally we've had a world that was aligned towards uh, optimizing efficiency, better, faster, cheaper, which really fits into the old classic, the workers, the problem. So in order to make safety better, make workers be more safe. Right now, I wonder if this worldwide crisis, especially the economic crisis, but don't underestimate pandemic, storm, heat, drought, fire. I mean, locusts, killer wasps, um Hoogers. hurricanes yeah well, i mean it's hard to list them all and i haven't even gone to the fake ones yet i mean the, the, those are all a big part of what's going on here right I, now i think the notion of resilience is becoming more a part of the dialogue of the conversation and it should be a part of our dialogue for our peers in the industry who have been who have been impacted who've who've had to change their their path forward who who have lost jobs or not had the opportunities to grow and move as as they once thought they would. So I think it's a really good idea, and I, I would invite everyone to join us. To, let's let's see if we can make a community that supports one another even more so when times are getting tough. And I I think that'd be cool. I think Todd, it even sets a good example for other things that are not 
even safety related, right? This whole notion of, I mean, we clearly, if you just watch five seconds on the news, right? We clearly, we need to be more deliberate about pulling together and, and working through things. And so I think it, it goes even beyond I, I'm always thinking about it. is the work we're doing, will it, will it help influence things beyond just manufacturing and just, you know, and beyond just uh, safety and, and in, in fact, we're seeing that it does. So hopefully this will even help um, any little bit helps, right? An improvement in, in people getting along and figuring out how to resolve some of this stuff. Well, yeah. I, I, I look at this too as this, there was a guy that wrote something a few years back and he presented a challenge to people that said that he, that you should do some things to revolutionize the work industry and the things that you do. This was back in 2004. It's a great book, little simple read. Yellow cover, similar to the guy who has the yellow shirt on today. Um, and I look at it, and it's kind of funny because a lot of the stuff that this gentleman wrote about back in 2004 still applies to today. And I think that that's really what we're talking about, is revolutionizing part of the industry. Talked about it 16 years ago. But I think it's something that still applies today. And just in case we're not sure who, we're, who I'm talking about, it's you, Todd. Oh, you're so sweet. And you're the only person that's read that book. So I'm, I'm quite impressed by that. So that's important. But I think it goes back to something that, that Bob brought up earlier. And it's the, it's the power of generosity. And the thing that I think is interesting is that one of the capacities that companies have when met with crisis is the ability to be generous. And I think companies that are generous are companies that are probably doing better because you build those relationships through generosity. And then if you need, if there's an opportunity where you need something, that generosity, I think, pays back. And I don't think that's a naive thing to say. I I think it's, you can look at the data and kind of watch it happen. Yeah, I agree. And when you said you were naive earlier, like that's the last, like when I'm comparing you to anything it's not naive right not naive even, not what you compare me to <laughs> no no and so so even even as we've done this now for several years it's so interesting because when you when you sort of build this generosity in it really is brent to your point it is sort of a pay it forward but not like an obligation but like a man someone was generous enough to help me it just seems like the right thing to do to reach out to help somebody else and so um, it's not forced or coerced. It is very much just seems like the right thing to do, which may sound a little much like a hippie or something, but it, it really does seem like the right thing. Bob, you're not a hippie. I know hippies and you are no hippie. Right. But it feels a little like that when I say it, but it really is just, I think it's, just, it, it works. It makes sense and, and people appreciate it. And then sure enough, then you see them sharing whatever they learn with someone else. It also gives them the freedom to think about like, how can I apply it in my world, which is what we've seen like with this whole learning team process. And I think that's got real value. I mean, I think that's really important. And one hint, Bob, if anyone ever tries to sell you a brownie that's over like $10, buy it. Really? Cause I just thought they were charging too much. No, no, that's a like, hippie. Are you brownie. kidding me? Cause I can get a little Debbie. I can get a box of little Debbie brownies for a buck 98. I know. Like, what is this guy trying to sell me on this street corner? But if you they, go to, if you go to they won't make you feel as good though. <laughs> uh, if you go to a bluegrass festival and they have brownies that are ten dollars, buy them. They're, they're, called, they're called plausible deniability brownies because you didn't know. I mean, you didn't know. But man, I feel smart and good and handsome. That's how it works. 
Well, the, little... <laughs> and look, the, other, the other thing, Todd, is, is this whole pay it forward. Um, it's going to cross countries and boundaries. Yep. I mean, we're, we're all living in this new world of, uh, of Zoom and other forms of uh, online training, online sessions. So this is just not going to be limited. This is going to be, you know, uh, all, all around the world. Um, I, I spoke with Jeff Life yesterday at Safe Differently Forum, and uh, Jeff's on board. So he's going to be promoting it out through the, that forum group as well, which is which is great news. Good. Um, by the time this podcast goes live, um, there'll be a, a pay, pay it forward page will have been created um, <clears throat> at the Learning Teams community website. And basically what can happen is those people that want to uh, be the beneficiary of Pay It Forward, they can become a member of that community to that page so they can see what other people are offering. And, and if you want to offer something to them, that you can, you can register as well and you can post up an event on there and you can see the person's profile. And, and we're going to, you know, over the next few days, we're just going to build a couple of um, sort of simple how-to type videos that people can connect in and see what's needed. But we're going to try and make it as simple as we can. And for those organizations um, that want to support that, um, they can either be a silent donor or they can be a recognized donor from the point of view that the person that benefits from that training can um, find out who actually supported them in that process as well. But what we don't want, we're not asking anyone to give us any money. We're just asking for people to to think about when they're providing their commercial service, their commercial offering, can they set aside some slots for other people to gain their benefit from their learnings and their knowledge? I like it. For so Sounds many like reasons, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it does Sounds feel like, like structure. Just, <laughs> it sounds like structure to me, right? What did you call it, Brent? What was your name for structure? Frame. Thinking, thinking frame. frame, thinking frame. So as an engineer, I want to know, like, how much weight does that frame hold? It's all virtual. Oh, it's all virtual. Okay, gotcha. All right. Sorry, Todd. Go ahead. Hey, wait a minute. We can, we, can, we can describe our weight in virtualness? Oh, this is nice. I like this. My driver's license is going to take a dramatic change. I'm going to put my virtual weight on there. That's a good idea. All right. Any last thoughts, you guys? Anybody? Let's go around the horn. Last thoughts, Jay. Yeah, I I just say that this is something that we just need to do as a movement and anything that we can do to help people just don't hesitate to reach out and contact whatever website exactly you you just referenced because now I just lost it was what learning teams died what exactly? So www.learningteamscommunity.com. So that way we can make sure that we actually have the stuff posted up there because I think that's going to be the easiest thing to do. And the great thing about it is that I love that that it's the capability of being able to do it publicly and then behind the scenes because I think it's such a great option. And I'll bet most of our people, I mean, by our people, the people we know and hang out with, most of the cats we know would, would be on board with this. So I think we're good. That's my final thought is the opportunity to build communities really strong. Grant, what's your final thought? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to issue the challenge for the rest of the Safety FM family to come on board and be part of the journey as well. Sounds good. And Bob, take us home. Final thoughts and make it really so, poignant and meaningful. So, okay, so so if you could just let us know how many seats we need to get free upgrades, that would be perfect. That would be like the <laughs> final thing for me. I can't believe you're still in the old airline loop. Uh, that's the I one am. that I've broken, man. Yes, you have, Todd. No, I, I just appreciate, Brent, the work that you're you're doing here and, and Jay also. And um, 
yeah, good, good thinking and look forward to hearing how, how people get on board with this. Thanks you guys. So that's the podcast. That's what we talked about. Think about the opportunities on either side of this equation. If you've got room, let's make some space. If you need something, we're here to help you because we're nothing if we don't support each other. Generosity seems to be not only a good thing to do, but a really significant and important business strategy for uncertainty. We know that. I mean, we already know this. This isn't it, this isn't some kind of new theory that we just invented. Like, wow, we just invented this. I'm a safety scientist. No, this is just the way the world works. And so think about it. And give freely. And take freely if you need to. That's okay. That's how this works. Until then, my friends, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other. Be generous to each other. And for goodness sakes, be safe.